Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you live your leanest and healthiest life on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. This is where you'll learn how to thrive on plants, disease-proof your body, and unlock your true inner potential. My name is Maxim Sigoin. I am a former triathlete, bodybuilder, and powerlifter. I have been vegan for nine years and have coached over 300 vegans to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you today to listen to this episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone. So today's episode is a little bit different. I did an IG live with my good friend, Justin the Dragon, who's a complete vegan machine. Um, and I want to share the audio with you because there is so much valuable information that was shared on there. So be sure to listen to his story, how he's able to get fitter, healthier, getting the best shape of his life on a vegan diet. So enjoy the upcoming audio and uh, be sure to stay tuned for the next upcoming podcast episodes. Good to see you, Lucky. Yeah, same here, man. It's been, uh, last time I saw you was at the, for the Spartan race we did with uh, Nimai and Alex. Yeah, man. I'm ready for the next vegan fitness adventure. I am too, man. I've been watching, um, what's it called? It's on Netflix. Beastmaster. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's like American Ninja Warrior, basically, but like, uh, and uh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, I just, I just want to do one. I just want to do another, another Spartan, another race. <laughs> yeah. Give me one second. Turn up the brightness of my phone for some reason. Okay. There we go. Yeah. You're super, you're, you, you have a good light. Yeah, yeah. I got a ring light. It's all about oh, the ring light. Nice. I got, I got I'm also in front of a huge window. So I get a lot, a lot, a lot of natural light too, which is great. Okay. Sweet, man. Well, dude, um, I'm excited to do this live with you today. Obviously, like you shared, there's a few questions that people have asked. But before we dive into, into the questions, like I just, for people that don't know who you are, it's the first time coming on my page. I think second time, because I was doing a live one day and you jumped on. Um, well, I was on just, the Stairmaster. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And that was actually our first time meeting was on the live. We have a recording of it. I know. Um, and now we're questions. friends in real life. This is the beauty of Instagram. I mean, this is why I'm you know, super quick side note, I'm a huge fan of social media, as long as you consciously use it, mm -hmm. and proactively use it to empower your life. And you're not just like consuming, but it's such a powerful way to connect with, you know, other brilliant people that are up to good things that are inspiring to you. So I'm super grateful to Instagram. Now I get to call you a real friend. And like, you know, you and I talk, uh, you know, on text and back and forth and you know we may be doing some more uh you know business stuff together and the spartan race together and more stuff to come you know in real life and on the interwebs together like this uh live yeah. right here yeah it's amazing man that's that's how yeah that's how i got connected with you that's how i got connected with Nimai originally and like pretty much everyone from that crew so i'm yeah. definitely very grateful for it yeah man dude i i'd love to kind of dive a bit into your story and kind of like what made you go vegan originally? Because I know everyone has a little bit of a different like brain to to veganism. So for the new people that are that are on the live, man, I, I love to hear too. Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, it really was. There are many paths to going vegan. There's no right path. And as mm -hmm. much as I like to be like, oh, mine was this noble cause, and da 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 da. The truth is, like, I was just trying to get more jacked and look better and feel better. And, like, it was really, like, vain. I wanted to be, you know, more physically fit, you know, more, more, more aesthetically pleasing looking. I wanted 
to be stronger. I wanted to recover faster. And really all that happened, you know, was through our mutual friend, Nimai. So I watched at the beginning of 2020 in January, I, Mm -hmm. you know, finally watched the Game Changers documentary. Everyone was like talking about it for like a solid like year or more before I even looked at it and watched it. And I, when I was watching that movie, I saw Nimai and Misha, the two vegan bodybuilders in there, and natural bodybuilders. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, like, if you can be that jacked vegan, like, maybe I'm missing out something on, on something. Because prior to that, the only vegan athletes that I was aware of were endurance athletes, you know, those doing marathons, uh, triathlons, ultra running, etc. And I've been a long time fan of Rich Roll. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love Rich Roll. He and I both went to Stanford uh, for undergrad at different times. He and I both have like, you know, alcohol and addiction, like shared past. So I, like I've loved Rich Roll for like, probably, I don't know, eight plus years. But I I was never like, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't want to look like an ultra runner. Like I massive respect for all endurance athletes, massive respect. But I've always liked to be a little bit more muscular. The way I always kind of explain it is like, I want to look like a, like a gymnast, like just really dense and shredded, really, you know, you look pretty big on camera, but in person, you're not necessarily that huge but you're super functional. You can run, you can jump, you can do lots of different sports. You look great in photo shoots. And and so like, I always kind of think of like Hugh Jackman and Wolverine, you know, or like a gymnast that you see on the rings competing in the, the, the Olympics. So after watching that movie, I was like, okay, they talked about, you know, not just me, my Misha, but all the athletes, they talked about faster recovery time, reduced inflammation, and, you know, just feeling better, uh, like stronger energy. And the fact that they could like recover faster and work out more often, like I'm one of those people, like it's hard for me to take a day off from the mm-hmm. gym. So I'm like, wait, I can work out more if I go vegan? Like, this is awesome. Cause like for me, like the gym and working out all the different ways, you know, I bodybuild, I do calisthenics, gymnastics, spring, rollerblade, hike, run, bike. I do a ton of uh, stuff, whereas bodybuilding and calisthenics, and you know are kind of like my baselines with like some yoga and then always some sort of cardio i was like no i'm gonna give this shot i'm gonna go vegan for one week mm-hmm. just one week. i'm just gonna see what it's like see if i can do it and first week we went super well i was like okay that wasn't too bad let me try a second week second week went super good i was like you know what let's try a month 30 days so got to 30 days. I was like, you know what? That wasn't too bad. I'm going for 60 days. And I just kept upping the ante. Got to 60, went to 100. I was like, okay. Then I got to 100. I was like, all right, let me see if I can do a whole freaking like year or just go mm-hmm. as long as I can go. And while I was doing this, I did a couple things that I think really ensured my success as a fit vegan. Shameless plug there for you, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> I started following all the vegan fitness influencers that Mm -hmm. I could relate to that. I like, I thought their lifestyle was super awesome. I thought like the way they lived was really cool and accessible to me. Like I could see myself living their life. And then on Instagram, 
they basically show you how they live through their stories and through their posts. So they show you what you, what they eat, how they train, what supplements they take, etc. So that was like step number one to being like a successful fit vegan transitioning from a complete omnivore diet. Like I literally ate like cottage cheese like every single day, like to get my protein, you know what I mean? And I was eating like chicken, breast and like, you know, all sorts of stuff, like trying to consume as much protein as possible. So that was the first step. The second step is I started listening to podcasts. So I listened to Nimai's podcast, Simon Hill's podcast, Plant Proof. And then I started watching some of the various like YouTubers like Brian Turner and some of the other ones that just, you know, they show you like SimNet, like absolutely yeah. like SimNet, like, you know what I mean? Just seeing how different vegans that are into fitness live their life and kind of like taking bits and pieces of each one of them and like mm-hmm. alchemizing it to make it and putting my own twist on it to make it my, my life. And so really like the transition for me was super freaking easy. No joke. I also, I've been tracking my uh, macros since the end of 2013. It's just one of my, like one, my kind of like brain just really likes tracking things. Like I'm a nerd. I'm a closet nerd at heart. I know you have like, I think you have like the aura ring, the whoop on you. And I imagine. So I got a Garmin, an aura ring and a whoop. And then right here, I have a Garmin chest strap. So like I'm, and I track my net worth. I track, like I track a ton of shit. Like I just love tracking, you know, Peter Drucker, who's a, like a business luminary, you know, he, he says what gets measured gets managed. And for me, that's always been true. So when I transitioned to, you know, a vegan diet, it was super easy for me to hit my protein targets because I was like, okay, like, what are the things I need to eat? Like, okay, let me go watch like Nimai and Brian Turner and Sinet, see how they're getting their protein. Okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to supplement with like, you know, half a scoop to two scoops of protein powder per day just to kind of like, just ensure I hit, you know, my, my protein target. And it was really easy for me, ultimately. And the crazy thing is, and this is what I say, like I tell people, I call it the holy trinity of like vegan fitness. And when I went vegan, because I track everything, so I track every single lift in my strength, I yeah. track my body fat every single day, and I track my muscle mass every single day. So another tracker I have is I have a body scale that measures my body fat and my muscle mass and my bone mass and you know other things, and I, I, I track that every day. And most of all this is done automatically through technology. Like I'm not like yeah. writing things down. It's all syncs. So basically, I literally got stronger, like my lift, my ability to lift heavier weight, do more reps went up, my body fat went down, and my muscle mass went up. So it's like, I got stronger, more muscular and more shredded. And the beautiful thing is I was able to eat a larger volume of food than I've ever eaten before which for someone like me like i'm a taurus so like i enjoy just eating lots of like volumes of food so for me this is like it was like such a massive win i was like sweet i can eat even bigger meals i can be more shredded i can recover faster 
um, stronger. And then there's all these ancillary benefits. Like I had, funny enough, speaking of Spartan race, I did a, a Spartan like three or four years ago. And during the training for that, I actually really kind of messed up my elbow. Like I had a ton of like elbow pain, like they call it like tennis elbow. And it was from carrying really heavy shit. Um, And so it was like super aggravated and it would get aggravated like during lifting and stuff that completely went away once I went vegan. So like the inflammation in my body just like disappeared. So I have no elbow pain anymore. And I've been vegan now, January, March, two years. And that went away. I had eczema prior to going vegan. That went away. That cleared up. That And I didn't get eczema until like maybe two years prior to going vegan. So I'd never experienced eczema growing up as a kid. It was yeah. just suddenly in my like middle 30s, middle to late 30s, like it like started, what the fuck is this? Like, why is my skin like going crazy? So that went away. My mental clarity cleared up like I and I thought you know I've been meditating every day for like six plus years and my mental so I thought it couldn't get better it got even better I got even better and then I would just suddenly have these like moments of like bliss like just like good feelings coming through and so that was kind of like the initial results but what was really um you know those are like so I went after kind of for like the vain physical you know, performance gains Mm -hmm. is what I went after it. But the reason I stayed vegan, honestly, is because both my parents have uh, unfortunately gone through cancer. My mom had breast cancer, double mastectomy. She's cancer free right now. My dad currently has prostate cancer and Mm -hmm. he's okay. But it's like, you know, potentially going to end his life a lot earlier than, you know, if he had never gotten it. And as I went down the vegan rabbit hole, (laughs) you start to learn that like, you know, diet and lifestyle actually like contribute to, you know, 80% or more of lifestyle disease is attributed to your diet. And and all the science shows that a whole food plant-based diet is not only proven to reduce the chances of lifestyle diseases like cancer, like prostate cancer, that it, it's actually actually scientifically, clinically proven to even reverse it. Yeah. So for me, it's two parts. One, I want to be a lighthouse for my family, uh, my brothers, my like uncles, aunts, my parents, etc. And then also for my wife, like, I don't want to get cancer. Like, I don't want to put, like, my parents getting cancer was, has been one of the most emotionally, spiritually challenging things I've ever had to go through. So I've stayed vegan for them, even yeah. though they're not fully vegan, but they're going more and more plant-based the longer they live. And then, you know, for my wife, I, I don't want to like, you know, get cancer and, you know, be that partner that has cancer. And, you know, for a future child that we hope to have someday, you know, I don't want to put my, my child through that because that's just terrible. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's kind of my story around going vegan. You know, for me, it's, you know, the funny thing is I've, I've, I've had now, I, I enjoy eating more than ever before. Like I enjoy my food. I enjoy cooking more. I fell in love with cooking like vegan food and I feel like going vegan 
is one of the top three to five things I've ever done in my life. And this is coming from somebody who would eat like every time I went out, I would have to order red meat because it's like, okay, I'm too lazy to like buy it and cook it at home. Every time I go out, I eat red meat, like Korean barbecue, like all these things. And like eating chicken and tuna and cottage cheese every freaking day, crushing cheese like crazy. Like yeah. I was not like, um, you know, plant-based and then maybe I'll go vegan. Like I was like, no, like animal products, dairy, let's go. Where's the protein at? Yeah, yeah. It's like the the old like Arnold bodybuilding days where you have to consume like so much protein. Well, dude, a few things I want to say that like, I, again, very sorry to hear for in your family and we spoke about it when, when, when we met up. I, I get it. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing in the vegan space to not either for your family and for your partner, but also for other people online, like spreading that message, right? We're um, on the same mission, mission of helping people basically disease-proof their body and, and not freaking get cancer because it's a terrible thing to deal with. You know, I just like one thing you mentioned at the start, like that transition was super easy for you because you were tracking since 2013. Yeah. A lot of people, if they are tracking, would make it easier, but you came from the world of like eating steak and chicken and tuna and the cottage cheese, maybe with some protein powder some days, just to increase it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what amount of protein were you trying to hit before you transitioned? And when you transitioned, did you keep it the same? Yeah, I, I've always, you know, essentially kept it the same. I've kind of played around with my protein intake, but basically I have always attempted, so I weigh about 155 pounds. So mm -hmm. I always try to get like 0.6 to one gram per pound of body weight. So I'll kind of like float between like 0.6 or even 0.55 up to a full gram of protein per pound of body weight. You know, really, I, I don't know the exact math, but we're looking at like 90 to 150 plus grams of protein per day. And I've kind of just like over time kind of just like, okay, do I do better on lower protein? Do I do better on higher protein? I mean, still like 90 grams of protein is still a significant amount of protein. <laughs> so, so yeah. Oh, one other thing I want to mention that made it super easy that I, I sometimes forget to mention is I essentially had an unofficial vegan fitness coach. So one of my great friends, who's actually one of like my business mentors, he's been like vegan plant-based for a very long time. And he's like super passionate about all the science and inf information. And so for the first like three months, like I would like text him and call him like every other day, all these different questions I had, like, Hey, what about like, you know, this and, and like, how do I like do this? And, and like, you know, where can I get more protein from? And so basically I had a, a like a, a vegan fitness coach through my friend. And one of the things when people ask me about going vegan, it, especially if you want to be fit, like the fastest, most sure way you're going to have massive success. And I'm not trying to like promote Lucky and his coaching program, but it's so worth the investment. Like to like, you just fast track past all the mistakes. It's just, do you know what I mean? Like he, he basically like, I've told this guy, this friend of mine, like you should start like your own like coaching business like, yeah. uh, and because like, if it weren't for you, I would have had even like, you know, I watched Nimai and Brian Turner and Simnet and, you know, V game strength Ferdinand and all them, but like yeah. they wouldn't respond to my questions. I mean, now they're my friends, but before, like, I couldn't just be like, Hey, like I want to add beans in like, which beans should I get? Like, or 
like, hey, like, you know, is <laughs> is honey vegan? Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, is honey vegan? I have no idea. Yeah. So I always highly recommend. It's like right now. So, for example, this is unilateral across all areas of life, whether it's business, fitness, relationships, etc. So me and my wife, we have a relationship coach. For my business, I have a business coach. And I've contemplated this year getting uh, a fitness coach again. And when I first got in the best shape of my life, when I learned to track, I had a fitness coach. And he taught me everything that like, then when I went vegan, it made it super easy for me to just like, okay, now I'm vegan, but all the same, like a lot of the principles were there. And then I had my unofficial vegan coach. And so like, I think the, like the coolest thing about coaching is like, you're able to scale yourself, right? So suddenly you have this team behind you and you can do so much more, so much faster than you could ever do by yourself. And it's like the best investment you can ever make is in yourself. You know, whether that's through a coach, through a workshop, you know, through books, through, you know, online programs, et cetera. You know, I can give you another example about this. So when the pandemic hit, we all the gyms closed. I invested in an 18 week gymnastics rings training program because I was like, what the heck am I going to like? How all the gyms are closed? What am I going to do? And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life without a gym. And I, I yeah. purchased it. It was like a hundred bucks and yeah. I followed the program and I, now I'm obsessed with gymnastics rings training. Two years later, I still make sure I incorporate it. At least, you know, I'll do like block, like I'll do like blocks on or like one or twice, you know, two to two times a week or more. I'll do gymnastics rings training. And that was just like another way I invested in myself. And that was like, you know, basically like virtual coaching because there's a whole program there. So I'm a huge believer. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing I find interesting. I, I know you get it. And all the successful people that are around me, you including, everyone has coaches. I have a business coach. I have a fit. When I do a cut, I have a fitness coach. I don't want to have to worry about my freaking calories and macros. If you take care of that, you just tell me. I do it so I can focus on other things. Yeah. It makes everything so much easier and faster. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, when, when COVID happened, there was two types of people, people that waited and didn't do shit, and then people that took action and tried to improve themselves. And it's very interesting now, two years later, to see where people are at. 100%. Like, I, for me, like, the universe is always, like, you know, giving us challenges, which are really, like, opportunities in disguise. Yeah. And it's like, are you going to rise to the occasion and evolve and elevate yourself or are you gonna like turn your back sit on the couch and like devolve mm -hmm. and i'm always like challenge fuck it let's do it like yeah i get scared i get nervous i get you know i go through all the normal you know uh emotions that a human goes through like i get anxious but it's just like at the end of the day i always want to say like hey you know if i if my future self were to look back and say like, Hey, like, are, are, are you proud of the decision you made? Like, are you happy that you rose to the occasion or are you like content with having settled for less? Mm -hmm. You know, are you familiar with who Eric Thomas is? Who? Eric Thomas. Sounds super familiar. Uh, hip hop preacher. When you want to succeed. Oh yeah. 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 So there, there was a thing where he shares like, 
the, the best investment you can make is in yourself, just like you shared, because he's like, if, if my house gets burned down and all my businesses get taken away, I know how to rebuild it, right? And so like, if you keep investing in your knowledge, you know how to recreate all of it if ever you do lose it. But if you're just trying to go for a quick fist and you don't try to like learn and actually develop the habits, if it gets taken away, you're screwed. You don't know how to recreate it again. 100%. And the cool thing is like when you, a lot of these ideas, they transfer among like domains of life. You know, mm -hmm. for me, like one of those things I always put two together is money and fitness. Like mm -hmm. literally, like the concepts of like how you build your wealth are so similar to like how you build your body. And yeah. it's all about that daily investment, that compounding interest that you, you know, you build over time. And then you start to hit these like incredible, like, you know, I think Einstein said that like compound interest is like the eighth wonder of the world. And mm -hmm. that like, it's just like it, that happens with fitness. Like it gets easier, like the longer you're compounding and same thing with like money, like you build up a certain amount of a swell and then it's like a snowball that's rolling down the hill that just keeps getting bigger because of its own momentum. So yeah, that's the other cool thing about like really kind of investing in the personal development or the mindset is yeah. you can translate it from one area to the next. So yeah. Yeah. They're di directly correlated. Yep. Yeah. So, dude, I want to, I know we were, yeah, we have to, I want to answer some questions from some people. There's a bunch of them. Sure. So ask you one and pull the ones from my computer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I have time. So, like, I, I, I always block off because these lives tend to go longer than everyone thinks they will. So, I always block off time after. So, yeah. whenever you need to go, buddy, I ain't in no rush. I got awesome. my, I got my tea and my dragon cup. I mean, well, actually, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so, Al so Alex, you know Alex. You met him, I think, when you were here in Venice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he says, hours of sleep per night. And what does a dragon eat in a day? <laughs> Fucking love, Alex. Love you, brother. I'm ready for our cycling adventure. You got to organize that as the cyclist in the group. You're the hardcore triathlete of us. In terms of sleep, Oh, so I track my sleep like crazy. Uh, my commitment is to be physically in bed, physically in bed. This does not mean I'm actually fully asleep. I could be reading. I could be meditating. I could be laying there with my eyes closed for six to eight hours every single night, no matter what. Six is the absolute bare minimum. I'd prefer to be in bed for at least eight hours. I will let my body sleep as much as it wants. So if I can sleep past eight hours, I totally will. And I really do my uh, do my best to stay in tune with my body's own rhythm. So I go through these really strange, and this has been for the last eight plus years, where I'll suddenly start waking up between two and 5 a.m. every single day. Mm -hmm. Like I've been awake since 2 a.m. Uh, you can probably see it. But I got in bed at 7.45. Yeah. So I got more, I was in bed for more than six hours, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I always commit, like for me, like it's early to bed, early to rise, but like that's in part because prior to the work I do now, I worked in Hollywood nightlife. So I was going to bed between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. and waking up between 11 and 2 p.m. Uh, yeah. So now I go to bed super freaking early and wake up super freaking early. So always in bed for six to eight hours. 
but like heck if my body wants to sleep like sleep in bed for like 10 hours i'll i'll give it it's like you never know what's going on and there's all these different factors there's emotional there's spiritual sorry there's spiritual emotional mental physical and yeah. they all play in different parts like maybe it's super stressful at work something stressful in your family's happening you're doing some spiritual healing work so you never know what's kind of like gonna be going on or you complete a bunch of like awesome spiritual work and suddenly like you have all this energy like i just completed all this like spiritual healing work with my family and like now i'm like Woo! 2 a.m. Let's go. I got a ton of energy. Go, go, go. And I woke up at 2 a.m. yesterday, too. So it's two days in a row. So yeah. uh, there's that. What dragon eats in a day? Well, I, well, I guess we're about to see. So basically, sure. you don't set an alarm. Oh, the only time I set an alarm is if I actually have, like, an early meeting that I have to attend. Okay. But I strategically schedule pretty much no meetings before 11 a.m. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Smart. But, I, you know, I've, I've proactively designed a life where I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I go so, to gym morning with my partner. I, no meetings before 11 and on Mondays. Those are the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, occasionally I'll have, like, a 9 a.m. or whatever. Like, a client wants to meet with me or whatever, you know, for for – the company and I'm not a coach. Like I can talk about what I actually do for work because I'm not a full-time influencer. Like a lot of people think, but, uh, yeah, I just, I have, for me, my, my, one of my long-term goals was to basically have a four day work week, which I have, I work Monday through Thursday, every single week. And plenty of times I only have a three day work week, like next week and the week after. And then also just like, having the, the, the morning time to myself and I still get all my work done. So, but th these are things you have to proactively do. So no alarm, long answer to a short question. I would say I probably set an alarm three to seven times a month. Okay. Yeah. And always set alarm. Like if I have a meeting at like, you know, 11, I'll set my alarm for like 1030, like yeah. in the random chance that I like, and this has never happened. Yeah, like, that I'm actually still sleeping, but it's just a like peace of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what does a dragon eat in the day? So I fast. I've been doing intermittent fasting on and off for the last like I don't know six plus years. So it kind of depends. If I'm uh, in a fat intermittent fasting part, I will not eat until after I work out. If I am in a and I listen to my body. Like I'm intermittent fasting most days, but some days I'm like, mm, my body needs food. So yep. usually my first, almost always my first meal is what I call a dragon shake. So basically I make like a plant protein smoothie, you know, with veg, which, you know, I'm a veg athlete, which I'm super freaking proud of with my boy Nima and team. So that'll include, you know, some like frozen berries, usually some extra superfoods like spirulina cacao nibs, flax, chia, like all these things that have all these awesome like phytonutrients, micronutrients, et cetera. So it's always kind of like my first meal. And that will yeah. range from anywhere from like 200 to like 500 calories, depending on how like much fruit and stuff I put in it. Like how, like, you know, sometimes I like will add like, you know, extra things on top to make it even better. Like, you know, oatmeal or, 
uh, granola or like, I'm really into these things called bada beans, uh, a bada bean, bada boom. And they're fava beans that are like insanely crunchy. They're like the most crunchy thing and they're packed with protein. So I'll put those on top or uh, mix it into my smoothie. And then as I'm like spooning it up into my mouth, it's like ice cream with like crunchy stuff in it. It's like insanely good. So cereals in there. If you like like those like Rice Krispie cereals. Oh yeah. Anything that has like crunch and texture. It's like, then you're like, you know, sometimes I drink out of like a giant straw and I can get the cow nibs. But when I put the fava beans in there, those things are like that big. Yeah. So like I have to eat with a spoon out of a big cup and I'll put it in like a big, like, you know, Yeti cup or something like that. So that's always my first meal. Then my second and third meal, I usually eat three times a day is what I call Dragon Bowl. And basically, a Dragon Bowl is a bed of giant bed of lettuce in a huge fucking bowl, like yeah. family serving size. Because I have a, I, I have a large appetite. And then on, I'll stir fry or what I call steam fry a bunch of vegetables. Usually, it's a base of like baby carrots, mushrooms, eggplant chopped up, and then either peas or edamame in there. Sometimes I'll cut up. Uh, potato in there and then i just like pan fry it's like one of those like big pans that has like a high lip and i'll yeah. just put either uh vegetable broth or miso broth or just water and seasoning and yeah. then i kind of like steam fry it so it's not quite a stir fry it's not cut quite steamed it's yeah. kind of a mix so i call it a steam fry so that goes on top of the bed of lettuce then i put on rice or some sort of grain whether it's buckwheat brown rice white rice my go-to is white rice. I love wh- white yeah. white rice, but I'll pretty much eat any grain. And then I'll put some beans on top of that and then some sort of like protein source. So like tofu, tempeh, seitan on top of that. And then I'll put some sort of dressing on top of that. And sometimes like for the first meal of the day, I'll actually also chop like fresh zucchini and bell pepper where it's mm-hmm. like uncooked. So it's like even more fibrous and it's harder to digest. So, and then the second meal, it's pretty much the same exact thing. You know, the bed of lettuce, the steam fry, the the grain, and then the protein source, and then some sort of dressing. But I'll, 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 I'll not have the uncooked vegetables on it because it's harder to digest uh, yeah. later in the day. But every time I'm changing the beans, I'm changing the seasoning, I'm changing the mix of the vegetables. And it's like whatever's in season. Like right now, yesterday, I just cooked up like a crap ton of kabocha squash, which is winter squash. Yeah. So like I'm having winter squash on my dragon bowl. And then I'll change the dressing. You know, I'll change the grain. I'll change the bean, etc. And so for me, it's like a different meal every day. It just kind of looks similar. and But I, I do that because I like to eat huge amounts of volume. Yeah. And I don't reckon most people cannot like they look at my bowl and be like, how do you fit that in your stomach? Yeah. I'd be like, you have to have a dragon belly fire. Otherwise you would, you will not be able to digest this. Like I have insane digestive power. Yeah. So I very rarely eat snacks. I, I like whole meals. I'm 80, I would say 80 to 90% whole food plant-based, but okay. you know, I love me some mock meats. Yeah. I love me, you know, like I'm not like like my wife. She'll make all sorts of different incredible things, and I'll just add it on on to the Dragon Bowl. You know, ma- vegan macaroni and cheese, 
you yeah. know, shepherd's pie, like vegan shepherd's pie, like all these awesome things or yeah. like something that's processed, like beyond me, I'll just throw it on there. Like yeah. I just had daring chicken. Have you had the j- daring chicken yet? No. Oh my God. It's insane. It's so like chicken. It's crazy. So I'll throw that on there. So I'm not like one of those people who's like, you can't eat any processed food. I'm like, hey, as long as it's like 20% or less in your diet, like have fun. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have that, that piece of enjoyment. Hell yeah. yeah. Like my favorite cheat meal, like I know that's a question that I got asked. Like my favorite cheat meal is just like a badass like vegan burger. Like you remember when we went to uh, the- uh, The truck place? Yeah, what was that vegan street fair? But yeah, it was something vegan or vegetarian something, veg something. Yeah, there's this, this incredible vegan like food truck experience every Sunday that our good friend puts on. So if you're in the LA area, like check it out, you know, DM me or Lucky and we'll tell you where it's at. But like I had this insane Beyond Burger that had like freaking like onion rings. Uh, no, it, yeah. it had a macaroni on it and like pulled pork and a Beyond and like onion rings on it and it was like this massive like i think lucky or nemi was like how the fuck are you gonna put that in your mouth and i'm like it was huge push it down and ah so like for me like my favorite cheat meal is like just like a super savory like vegan burger like hands down yeah oh nice yeah i wish it was burgers i'm on the sweet side i'm good yeah I'm i'm a savory dude Man, I had some pastries over there. I had a big box. It was so good. Yeah, you walked over with donuts. I'm like, we just yeah. finished a Spartan race, and Lucky's got donuts. Yeah, it's not the time yet. No, no judgment there. <laughs> so, I, I want to ask you because that was a big question, and like I first had it when I first saw it. Why the dragon? Yeah. So my wife, when we we met in Hollywood in Hollywood nightclubs, my previous uh, career, I worked in Hollywood nightlife. She started calling me Dragon, and then all my friends started calling me Dragon. And growing up as a kid, a dragon was like always like my favorite. You know, I read a lot of fantasy books, and I was kind of obsessed with dragons. So she started calling me Dragon. Then all my friends, close friends, started calling me Dragon. Then like the founder uh, and CEO of my company, when I first joined the company, like one of the founding team members of my company, who was like okay, you have to have Avatar, I'm Captain Kirk, who are you? And I was like, well, all my friends and family call me Dragon, so everyone at work calls me Dragon. And ultimately now, Dragon captures my fiery spirit, if you can't tell, I have a lot of fucking energy, (laughs) and my magical approach to life. And it is, I'm kind of like the spiritual hipster, so Dragon is like my main power animal, my power spirit animal, so mm-hmm. I, I work with like different power animals, but the dragon is kind of like my main, he's like the leader of the the gang. So that's where dragon comes from. And it's just like super fun. It's like, how many dragons do you know, Lucky? None. <laughs> how many Luckies do you know? You only know one. <laughs> like, but how many Justins do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, again, I feel like you've answered a lot of those. So those are the ones you sent me. So it's just like, where do you get your protein? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's whole food plants and a little bit of supplementing from like veg plant protein. Like I'll have half a scoop to two scoops a day, depending on how like the rest of my eating is going. Like sometimes I just don't feel like putting that much like extra protein stuff onto my dragon bowls. Yeah. Um, and I'll just like, you know, have a, uh, you know, a 
more protein heavy dragon shake or like a dragon shake for dessert. Cause like for me, it's like ice cream, you know, it's like yeah. super good. So that it's, it's so easy to get protein as a vegan. Like you realize that like almost every plant has protein in it. And then there's certain plants that have like insane amount of protein in it. Like to me, like kabocha squash has protein in it. Like yeah. a squash, like, Oh my God. Before going vegan, I'd be like, pumpkins don't have protein. Yeah. Kale doesn't have mushrooms don't have protein. Mushrooms dude, pro have protein. dude, and I take like a full box of mushrooms and I put it in my steam fry. Yeah, so like, I, I love I love mushrooms. Dude, I'm I'm obsessed with mushrooms. Like obsessed. They're so freaking good. So question, how like one of them is how do you work out? So I'm curious kind of like what your training looks like now, now that you're back in the gym. I do see you rollerblading all the time. You mentioned that you did a lot of great stuff during COVID happening that you kept some of it. So I'm yeah. curious what it looks like right now, like on a like a overall picture. Yeah, so I'm in this interesting period actually. So I just finished basically 18 weeks of gymnastics training, four days a week on gymnastics rings. So two push days, two pull days, and then two traditional bodybuilding leg days. So I, I tend to work out five to six days a week, I basically will work out three to six days in a row, depending on how I feel. So now, you know, I really listen to my body. So if I work out day three, I'm like, wake up day four, I'm like, Oh, I need a break, I'll take a break. But if I'm feeling good, I'll work through straight through six days, like six days in a row. And then I always try to give myself at least one active recovery day. So about two, three, three, four, two to four weeks ago, I'm now combining gymnastics rings. So I'm basically doing two days a week, like one uh, push day on gymnastics rings, one pull day on gymnastics rings. And then for the other push and pull day, I'm doing traditional bodybuilding, you know, in the gym. And so I'm doing this cool mix of both because what I recognized when I started doing gymnastics rings training is I get super shredded. Like, mm -hmm. if you look at, like, my videos, you just, like, of me doing gymnastics rings training, you just see, like, shreds coming out all over the place. And, like, I, for me to just, like, lean out, it's it works so good because you have to, like, use so many muscles that you don't use when you're, like, just, like, sitting at a bench and, like, moving a barbell. You know what I mean? Because you're, like, all these stabilizer muscles on the rings are having to work together. So, right now, I'm kind of mixing the two together, you know, a nice even split with like you know you can't do like you can do calisthenics for legs but i've never really been into it like i want to like i want to do squats and deadlift and you know like, like, and shit like that leg like leg press like my legs are like my least developed part so basically i'm doing a mix of what i call power calisthenics so whenever i can i will add a weight vest to my gymnastics ring training whether i'm doing pull-ups you know push-ups on the rings dips on the rings i'm trying to add extra weight to yeah. force my body to recruit and carry more muscle mass to like so in, you know I'll, I'll wear as heavy as like an extra 50 pounds so suddenly instead of 155 pounds my, my muscles are like shit we gotta carry 205 pounds like we gotta build bigger and then i will also do i also do 30 to 60 minutes of cardio every single day and this yeah. is a trick that I learned from both Nimai and Luca. He goes by uh, Luca Health Fit. He's uh, in oh, Zurich. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not in Mexico. He's in Sweden. I don't know. Uh, he's in Zurich. in Zurich. I connected with him. You're, you're thinking of uh, a different Luca. There's a Luca in Mexico. 
he's he he was in Italy, then now he's in Mexico, and then there's another Luca uh, that's super jacked. Um, yeah, he's, he's shorter, super shredded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I connected him with him through like Julian Piero when I was. In oh, Mexico. perfect. Yeah, from uh, Jack Vegans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so essentially, both Nimai and Luca in Zurich, they both do 30 to 60 minutes of cardio before they work out, and they do it six to seven days a week. And it's one of the reasons they stay, like, basically camera-ready year-round. And so for me, like, I actually found – so I just started doing this maybe, like, a year or so ago. I actually have better strength training when I take, like, that 30 minutes – to like do some cardio, you know, mm-hmm. before I start my workout. Cause then my, my heart is strong, like pumping strong, the blood's flowing and I'm just feeling super good. So e- usually even on my like day off, I'll still do like 30 to 60 minutes of cardio. But again, I'm listening to my body and like some days I'm just going for like, you know, a 20 to 60 minute, super easy walk, yeah. like on my active recovery day. Other days I'm like, I'm going to go rollerblade for like, two hours because like, you know, or like, you know, like an hour or whatever, because it's like low impact. It's like, you know, your legs are moving like this. It's totally different movement. Like, so it's giving myself a a chance to rest. So basically I strength train, you know, five to six times a week, depending if I'm taking one rest day or two rest days, or I call them active recovery days. And I do 30 to 60 minutes of cardio, basically, uh, six to seven days a week. And then again, I listen to my body. If I'm tired, like I'll cut down my cardio or cut out a workout. It's like, it's not a hard and fast rule. It's like, for me, I'm one of those people. It's hard for me to not work out. Like I go crazy when I can't work out. Like I got sick for the first time since going vegan a couple weeks ago and I couldn't work out for eight days. And like the hardest thing wasn't being sick. It was the mental challenge of not being able to work out. Yeah. Yeah, when you're a physically active person, it's like one day is tough. I know you went like a few days or like a week, right? Without yeah. Eight days. Eight, eight days. days in a row, no training. I was like about to cry. But I was like pumped when you came back. You know, it was funny. Just last week, I got all my strength and endurance and energy back. So it was kind of like a like a humbling experience. Like when I went back, like I was like, dude, I don't have... I don't have the endurance that I used to have, but it came back, you know, it came back super quick, like basically a week back and now all my endurance strength and everything's all back. But I maintained my like leanness and my muscle mass. So I didn't lose any muscle mass. I didn't lose any weight. So yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. man. Well, dude, thank you for sharing that. I know I I did see some of your clips and I was curious as to like how you combine everything with the rings. I didn't see how you had the weighted vest. Yeah, so I'm really excited to do another Spartan race. I'll, tra- I'll actually train for that one the next time, and then we actually like. I mean, dude, you were in good like running shape and stuff. Like, like I mean, <laughs> I barely do any cardio. Like the the Iron Man days, those were the good days. Like I I could run forever. That was like- yeah. And let me actually, I want to just let people know. So when I rollerblade, I'll push myself pretty hard just because yeah. I love going fast and it gets my heart rate up. And then on the like. I usually do for cardio, like when I'm at the gym, I'll do the Stairmaster or I will walk uphill on a Mm -hmm. treadmill or all like a stationary bike where I can like, you know, get up and like actually do some sprints and like pull my heart rate up. But I'm not like, I'm not like killing myself on the cardio machine. Like I'm not like destroying myself. Like I'm trying to like 
burn calories, get my heart rate up, but not like kill my power for yeah. my strength training. So I would say the only time I kind of like kill my power for strength training, like I rarely, like I rarely, I don't think I've maybe a few times have like went rollerblading and then done strength training. Like, yeah. I, like, cause rollerblading, I just want to go fast and push cause it's just like, it's really exhilarating for me. So, but yeah, I mean, things change. Like if I'm training for a Spartan race, like I augment my training, but like my baseline is like, I like kind of like moderate cardio, uh, six to seven times a week and like strength training five to six times a week. But again, like, I'm addicted to working out. So like, I don't expect everyone to work out like as much as I do. Well, again, which is also like the fact that you build your lifestyle this way to allow yourself to be able to do all the sessions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's super powerful. And it's like, I always really encourage people. So, you know, my mission is to empower people to pra- practically design and live a life worth living. And the thing about a life worth living is it's different for all of us, right? Some of us, that's like, you know, going to the gym and working out six, seven days a week. For other people, it's like time with their family or, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I've been passionate about fitness my entire freaking life, you know, in one form or another. I used to play soccer year round all the way through the end of high school. And then after it was at the end of high school that I started getting into bodybuilding and then once I went to college, it was like, I got obsessed with just like building your body. And I, I've been obsessed with building my body, you know, I mean, even in high school, middle school, I was like obsessed with trying to build my body, but I didn't get into traditional bodybuilding until the kind of end of high school. And then I've just been obsessed with it ever since. So for me, like a life worth living includes like going to the playground, you know, whether that's the gym or out on my blades or out on a hike for like a couple hours every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And and for me, I'm not trying to rush through my workouts. Now, I can get a workout done in 35 minutes, no problem. But if I can take an hour or two and just enjoy myself, it's like, why would I want to only go to the playground for 35 minutes if I could go to the playground for two hours? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a great way to see it. Because for a lot of people, it's like, it's a torture room, right? They just want to get in and out. Yeah. So this is my, my philosophy around fitness is follow the fun. If you haven't found a way to move your body that is fun for you, you haven't tried enough. Mm-hmm. So some people love to dance. Some people love soul cycle. Some people love the Peloton. Some people love the rollerblade. Some people love bodybuilding. Some people like gymnastics. Some people like, you know, there's like tennis, sports, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like the way I always look at it is two things. One, follow the fun, the things that you're super like that are just fun for you. You're like, yes, that was so much fun. And look like the people's body that you admire the most, Mm -hmm. like look at what they're doing. Like a tennis player's body is much different than a bodybuilder's body versus, you know, a runner's body. So it's like, Look at the people that are, have the bodies that you want and then mix that with the things that are really fun. So maybe you want a body's builder's body, but like you hate lifting weights. Like that's not sustainable. You have to find the mix, the intersection of the two. You know what I mean? What is fun for you? And then what is kind of creating the type of fitness feel and look that you want to have? Yeah. And that makes you feel like you're going to a playground. 
hundred percent. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna go play on gymnastics rings. Like hell yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like that's awesome. That's a good takeaway for people. I, I want to ask you one last question. I'm hiring. Have interviews. I'm hiring someone for another company. Growth. We're expanding. It's great. So talking about like business and all that. Like a question, you guys. Like, are you a full time influencer? Do you have a day job? I know you have a company. So I kind of love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I am not a full time influencer at all. I definitely. It's like a side hobby for me, and it's more out of passion and fun and like really just like delivering on my mission of empowering people to proactively design and live a life worth living. So it's a way for me to be of service and showcase a lifestyle that, and the thing about my mission is like, as I'm trying to empower others to do it, it forces me to constantly ask myself, am I living the life of my dreams? Am I living my best life? And it so keeps me honest. So by serving others, I serve myself, right? Because I want to live a life worth living. I want to proactively design my life. So I'm actually the founding team member of a Stanford startup called Garten. You know, I left Hollywood, came back to Stanford to, you know, career transition, had no idea what I was going to do. I'll try to keep this like super short. So basically I left that career because it wasn't taking me where I wanted to go. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I, I, I sort of dropped out of Stanford. I only had two quarters to go. And, you know, I fell into Hollywood nightlife and that's a whole long eight year journey. Uh, don't regret it. It was definitely an adventure, but it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. So I went back to Stanford to finish up my undergrad degree. And it was at Stanford that I met the CEO and founder of the company that I'm now uh, a founding team member of. So I'm actually employee number four and, you know, have uh, a lot of ownership and equity in the company. And basically my company garden is we're an employee experience and well-being company. So like every tech company has like unlimited snacks and catering and meditation classes and fitness classes and coaching and like all these tech companies have, have these like incredible benefits for their employees. So we do those employee experiences, whether it's food or, you know, more things like, you know, meditation, yoga and fitness classes or, or you know, coaching or webinars uh, or seminars or workshops. We do all that for top tech companies across the nation. And actually, it's not even just tech companies now anymore. Now we have financial services and retail and all sorts of companies. But our mission there has always been since day one to empower people to live healthy and blissful lives. And the reason I'm so passionate about that is we all spend one third of our life at work. So if our work is not empowering our well-being, our fitness, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual health, then we're climbing a super steep hill, pushing a, bu a boulder. Like it's really hard because we all spend a third of our life at work. And most of us, and I mean this in the most loving way, are not going to be self-employed or entrepreneurs. A majority of people work for a company. So for a way for me to be highly impactful, reaching a lot of people and doing work that I'm proud of is by empowering these companies to create incredible work cultures, incredible employee experiences. Because like basically every time I create a new partnership with a new company that has, say, like 2,000 people. I've directly impacted the life of 2,000 people, whether they know it or not, and that feels super good. Yeah. So that's my day job. But uh, I can, you know, talk tons about that. But we'll do it. 
we'll record our podcast together. We're supposed to do it on Monday, but we'll actually record our podcast. We'll be able to go in depth. It. <laughs> you know what's funny is I messaged you being like, I need to reschedule. And then you messaged me being like, I need to reschedule. I'm like, thank God we both were on the same plane. Because I was like, I felt really bad about rescheduling. But then you messaged me the same thing. I was like, oh, I guess we're both in that space. So we'll get that podcast recorded. Yeah, you had some fires to put out last minute. I was like, shit, I really want to record this. So yeah, we'll find another time. And for everyone that is watching the replay of Sound Alive, definitely go follow Justin. Uh, amazing content, super inspirational. Always posting really cool uh, workout recipes and just overall awesome dude. Justin, when you're back in LA, man, or if I if I go up to San Diego, we'll, we'll get a workout in. Bay Area. Bay Area. Francisco, Bay Area, not San Diego. But like, yes. on, like on the other side, right? San Diego South, I'm, I'm north of LA. Okay, it's, it's okay, you're from Canada or something. Yeah, I'm new here, man. <laughs> you don't even know what California looks like. It's all no. good. I still love you. I just know but yeah, I know where Venice is. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Next time, I'll be in SoCal. I mean, my wife's family is in Southern California, so I'll be down there. We'll meet up. Um, and definitely, you know we got to meet up for a workout and a vegan meal if you come up here. So Dude, thanks, brother. I got my home. I got my car. We're settled in. You'll be able to record in person. Boom! I'm excited. Yeah. I want to come visit. Beautiful, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, dude, I thank you for jumping on the live. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll text you uh, another time to find time for the podcast. Yeah, we also got to talk. There's a couple business things you and I need to talk about. There's that mastermind that I'm going to start that you're going to be a part of. There's several things I want to talk to you about, including a podcast I'm launching. So I need to get some some, uh, feedback and ideas from you. So I'm going to call you. Not okay. today, but soon. Oh, sounds good, man. I'll be waiting for it. Okay. Take care, brother. Right. And thank you, everyone, for watching. If you don't already follow Lucky, he's the fucking man. You know, sign up for his coaching. Like, honestly, if you want the skill set that you can take with you for the rest of your life, honestly, like, Lucky is a good dude, and he's a really smart businessman as well. So his program is not something that you're just going to, like, sign up for and be like, that was a waste of money. It's going to be one of those things that gives you a toolbox that you can then take with you for the rest of your freaking life, and it will be one of the best investments that you've made. Like, Lucky is probably one of the most, like, in terms of having his business, his, his coaching business together. Like, I, I, I don't know many people who run it as 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 well as he does so and i and i mean that you know i've been following you now i'm a businessman i'm an entrepreneur so i'm always kind of analyzing what my colleagues are doing and he's doing really great work so much love to you lucky and everyone else thanks for listening if you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media and leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lucky Sigoin and on YouTube at FitVegan. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.